Hi, welcome to Sustainability Speaks. We are your hosts, Stasia and Saskia. This is our very first podcast, so we're just going to keep things quite informal, have a little chat about ourselves, why we're doing this, and um, basically just so you can get to know us. Yeah, so I'll go first. And, you know, everything that we're going to talk about, we're kind of going to link it back to why we have an interest in sustainability and, uh, you know, just going forward, what we're going to cover on this platform. So I'm an international student and I was brought up in Russia until the age of six and then I moved to Switzerland. And in terms of sustainability, you know, Switzerland was like the very first time I was introduced like for cycling. And it was really funny seeing my 40 year old mother at the time, you know, learning that, you know, the bins where paper goes and where bottles go and stuff like that. But obviously you, Saskia, you've been exposed to, you know, sustainability for since birth, basically, right? Um, in a sense, I suppose, yeah. Um, I'm a home student, I'm from Doncaster. So I remember recycling from a young age, but it was never to the extent that we do now. And obviously as the years have gone by, my, my family have become much more involved in sustainability. We have like four bins in my house. Um, my mum actually has a sustainability business and, um, they don't eat meat either so yeah as time's gone on I've really been exposed to more sustainable lifestyle but I don't think it's always been that way it's Mm. just the world is definitely getting better yeah I mean I think it's definitely has become a lot more of a trend amongst young people especially and then I mean you are very kind of influential in terms of like you influence your parents and you tell them a lot of new ideas and stuff like that so obviously you know since you've become a lot more sustainable in like the food you eat and you know that your essentially your fashion is very sustainable for when where you purchase things and obviously that's kind of then been reflected upon them yeah that's very true actually that's a good point and um they didn't necessarily um bring me up to be sustainable it was sort of as I got older and formed my own opinions I educated them and they obviously they completely agreed it was just it was new exposure yeah well see because for me for example my mum she would always discourage me from purchasing or you know asking her to buy me cheaper items of clothing because she would always say that it's better to spend a bit more money and purchase something that was better quality and that would last you a bit longer and although thinking back on it, I think from her perspective, it was never directly that she had like sustainability and sustainable fashion in mind, but it was more that, you know, the item's going to last longer. But, you know, it's all interlinked at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And even if you're being money conscious in the long run, it does save you money. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. But obviously this is um, nothing that everyone can do. It's not. It's not always affordable to buy more expensive clothes that will last longer Mm. but it's like you do have to keep that in mind yeah I mean sustainable fashion uh and you know just sustainable lifestyles is something that we will definitely touch on in the future in this podcast uh and you know also potentially bring some guests in who are 100% sustainable even though you and I are trying to get there we're not there yet (laughs) um yeah but also I think obviously you and I have had very different upbringings and backgrounds but I guess, um, you know, going to university together and meeting on the same course has really shown, I mean, for me personally, I'm sure you can agree how uh, people from different walks of life meet and you have a much much more well-rounded experience and find common interests such as you and I have. Yeah, definitely. I, it just also shows that regardless of where you come from, I don't think it's so much an upbringing thing, but now, now I think it's more a... Um, 
generation sort of thing. So like how we both have an interest in like sustainability. I don't think that's necessarily the type of people we are, but just our generation in, in general. Yeah. I mean, see, this is something I ask myself quite often and something, again, we will definitely explore on the, our platform in the future. But why is it that young people are starting to care about being more sustainable? Whether, you know, of course, there are influences such as Greta Thunberg, for example, and, you know, David Attenborough, who, you know, are both icons in their uh, own right. But also with young people, as I'm sure you agree, Saskia, is that a lot of things are, you know, passing trends. And in terms of sustainable fashion, for example, we go to, to the University of Leeds and in Leeds, there's a very prominent type of dress sense. And a lot of it, it does come from, you know, purchasing recycled or charity items just because you then are able to get more of the most unique pieces. Yeah, it's definitely more about making yourself stand out in Leeds. And um, but also um by letting people know that you are sustainable and that you do charge shop and you do recycle because like we said as much as um it is a generation thing it is also a trend at the minute which i mean possibly the best trend to ever exist it's really not not a bad thing at all but um, the people in Leeds, especially the girls they really are into their fashion yeah no for sure but again as you said like it's not a bad trend at all and i completely agree with that and i think people who keep it up you know, and go more into their adult life doing the same thing. And obviously, if they have children, then the influence will very, will very much be reflected onto the future generation, which is very important. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see, um, especially like within our own friendship group, just to see how people develop and if they continue their lifestyle or whether when you get more money, you become less conscious of it. Because obviously also secondhand shopping is a lot cheaper. So it's also a student thing, I think, as well. Yeah, for sure. But also it's like for me personally, I've developed an interest for sustainability, you know, in terms of how I see the importance of, you know, having a positive imp impact on the environment, but also through my university studies um, and, you know, also other extracurricular studies where it goes a bit beyond the individual and also onto corporations. So for example, this summer I did an online course with Macquarie University and one of the modules focused on global sustainability and CSR. And it was very heavily based around the seven sustainable development goals of the UN and also the seven uh, principles of the UN Global Compact. And obviously that then very much goes beyond, you know, the clothes you buy and whether you recycle, but also the way, you know, whether you care who you are applying for a job with, you know, if they are having a positive impact on the society, because obviously big corporations have such a major impact. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. It's, um, well, I study environmental law, actually we both study environmental law, and one of the things that we've been doing about recently is about the complexities of the environment and who we actually blame and I think now a lot of the focus is placed on the individual like oh you need to recycle you need to shop more sustainable you need to eat less meat when actually it's not really the individual's fault it's a society that we're brought up in and um if you happen to read our about us this is what I wrote about in my paragraph is that uh, I have a key interest in making the point that it's not the individual's fault and I think throughout our future podcasts and blogs we will be bringing that up quite a lot.
Yeah, for sure. I mean, just to add to that, like we we've started studying environment law. What maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, it's our third week now. So yeah, and even so far, the extent you know, it was such like an eye opening you know experience. Just you know, learning about the polycentricity of environmental law and how also a lot of it, a lot of the human lifestyle is down to the government. Because for example, in the states. Teslas, electronic cars, are a lot, a lot more popular than they are in the UK. But equally, I watched a YouTube YouTube video recently of an individual who was it was just a vlog traveling around uh, the US, and they were driving a Tesla. And every single time they're like, "Oh, I'm just going to charge my Tesla. I'm just going to charge my Tesla." So obviously, they have charging ports all over. But in the UK, I mean, I don't drive, so maybe I'm just you know not seeing things. But you drive, Saskia. And um, I don't see a lot of electronic car charging ports around. Yeah, I think there's not thousands, but I think in every car park or in every modern car park, at least there is one. So, like, for example, when we went to Aldi today, there was um, some bays there. Or if you go to a shopping centre, there's always bays. But obviously, if you go to more of a rural area, then you won't find that sort of thing. Um, like, for example, in my hometown, I actually live in a village outside of Doncaster, and there's most definitely not a charging point in the village. Well, then, that being said, I think within the next five years, that will definitely be a thing. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Tesla's are becoming very popular in the UK. But also, that's another discussion, isn't it? Because although they're electronical, they're just waiting to see the life the life um, span of Tesla and whether actually, if they don't last long enough, whether building them is less environmentally friendly than petrol cars. Mm, yeah, this is something that we would definitely discuss in the future uh, because I find that very interesting because I've recently read an article headline that um, Elon Musk is planning on reducing the cost of Tesla, so obviously to make them a lot more affordable um, for people because that's another issue that electronic cars are a lot more expensive currently. So. Oh, so expensive. And they're also really branded, like mm. BMW, Tesla. It's not like Ford or a Clio or anything affordable to the average man. Yeah. Well, as Saskia mentioned at the beginning, this is a podcast that we would want to keep a bit short and sweet. And we really do hope that you've enjoyed getting to know us a bit more and, you know, getting a bit of a taste of topics we will be discussing in the future. So thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week on a, a Tuesdays, I think. <laughs>